The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way. Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whitbeer, the neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. On December 27th, 1892, Livingstone and Biddle College, now known as Johnson C. Smith University, played in Salisbury, North Carolina, with Biddle winning 5-0. Over time, HBCU football has evolved. HBCU football's popularity continues to rise. Millions attend games each year and millions more watch on television. The HBCU bands provide some of the top entertainment in the country. Over that time, some of the best players to ever play in the National Football League played at HBCUs. Every Monday through Friday on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, national radio and television host Donald Ware takes a look at what's happening in HBCU football and talks with coaches, players, administrators, and media about the season. Make sure you join the conversation on social media now. Here's your host, Donald Ware. You've got it locked to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Wednesday, October 18th. I'm... Donald Ware, it's generally the day where we start to transition to the next week, which would, of course, be week eight. But uh, before we do that, we'll do that tomorrow because I got a I got a guest on the line, uh, as you can see uh, right here for those that are watching us on the Box to Row YouTube channel, those that are listening on Box to Row.com and iHeartMedia.com in his third season as the head football coach at Edward Waters is Toriano Morgan. The uh, Tigers, a huge win over Tuskegee on Saturday. As a matter of fact, a walk-off win as Coach Morgan joins us here on the program. What's going on, Coach Morgan? How you doing? And thank you for having us. Excited to be here today. Absolutely. Excited to have you because, I mean, you talk <laughs> about a big-time football win um, for you guys. And you've, you've been playing some really, really good football. 41-38, to high-scoring game. Over Tuskegee, your thoughts on the victory? I thought that was probably one of the most exciting and uh, electrifying games that I've been a part of as a player and definitely as a coach. Um, you could have made strong cases for either one of those teams walking out of there uh, with a win on on last week, but uh, fortunate enough for us, uh, we were able to do it. I thought our team was really resilient. Uh, went down to a very very um, hostile environment. I must take my hat off to the Tuskegee fan base who showed up and um, they really showed us what home field um, advantage was. They were engaged and supporting their team on, which um, was a good college uh, atmosphere for our, our team, our ball club, to be able to play in front of. Uh, we got down 14 nothing, and I thought our team was really resilient as far as staying uh, true to the, the game plan, not panicking, um, not overcompensating, climb back in the ball game, and then uh, we were able, to, I think, to kind of swing the pendulum um, in our favor in the third quarter. And um, it went back and forth. And then the, the, the last two minutes was probably um, two of the most historic minutes of football that, that I've ever seen. So ending up with us uh, coming out with a, a Hail Mary uh, catch by R.Z. McCorker on the, on the final play of the game. 
Yeah, because you're down, you know, you're down in the football game, um, and then thirty where you're up 35-31, and then Tuskegee scores with 25 seconds remaining. So I mean, and and I look here, you had four plays uh, for mm-hmm. that to 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 make that happen. Tell me about the very last play to win the game. Describe or tell us what the play call was and describe what actually happened and then what happened in the aftermath. Well, um, even before we get to that, I think the most defining play was the kick return by R.G. McCorker that um, actually got us really, really good field position to where uh, we didn't have to just take erratic shots down the field. It put us in a position with enough time left, I think like 25 seconds left, to where we could move the ball into making to the point that if we had to turn to um, a Hail Mary, that um, we were able to get it to the end zone. Um, so as far as the final play, you know, uh, we work different scenarios every week in practice from, um, we call it situational six, and we just give the kids different scenarios and um, talk them through it and and let them know what the um, expectation is. From our standpoint, we feel like that takes away the anxiety when they get into these situations. So the key points that I was just able to, um, you know, share with Jiren was, firstly, keep it in play. Uh, he has a very strong arm, as you can see. Don't throw it out the back of the end zone. Um, receivers, you know, we just talked about landmarks. Uh, we told them just get down between the E and the R and the end zone and make a play for the ball. And then uh, you see um, Mr. McCorker tracking the ball from the time it was in the air. Uh, he locked into it, got a bead on it, and then he went up and got it at his highest point and was able to um, wrestle it away on the way down, and, and the rest is history. Um, I think that was a really uh, program-defining victory for us to be able to go down there uh, and get that win. Um, it's definitely something that uh, these young men have deserved. Um, you know, we've, we've, we've been in our share of close games, and uh, we've come up on the uh, other end, so we know how that field feels as well. But for them to be able to uh, experience that type of uh, victory in that type of atmosphere and it, it showing them that if you just play all the way through the final whistle, anything can happen on any given day. And that's just a testament to life as well. So not only was it just a good football uh, lesson, it was it was a life lesson intertwined. And so um, we, we're just happy. Our fan base has been very supportive and excited about um, this team going into this week. So it's just, it's just a great time here to be uh, able to watch football. Yeah, have you noticed, has, I mean, things must be different a little bit on campus. You already won three straight football games. But again, right. you mentioned, you know, possibly, uh, and I've heard a, you know, a, a defining win in the program, maybe in the in the history since the program has been back. I remember I mean, it was either 01 or 02 when the program mm-hmm. came back. You were an NA, independent NAIA in the last couple of years, NCAA, and ultimately the SIAC. What's been the difference from that first game, the loss to Florida Memorial, to this victory now over a very, very good Tuskegee program? Uh, I, I I think the, the biggest difference is, um, you know, our, our guys know that um, we're we're a really good ball club. And I'm not taking anything away from our, our first two opponents, but we equally had a hand in us beating us. Uh, with some uh, mistakes and penalties the first couple weeks of the, of the season. Um, we're able to eliminate, um, you know, penalties that just didn't put us in, in the best scenarios. Uh, guys are now making plays that they're expected to make. 
Uh, we have a true identity of what we are on offense, who we are on offense. Uh, we're, we're, we're riding, um, you know, the, the momentum and the smart decision-making uh, that Jiren's been playing the last five weeks here. And then defensively, um, you know, it's not always been uh, the prettiest, but um, it's been what we need to, to allow us to come out of games with victory. So victories. So, you know, we, we know who we are. We know what we do well. And I still think the best football uh, for this ball club is still ahead of them. Um, there's still some opportunities out there. Um, I believe they're ascending to peak, but I don't believe that they've peaked yet. So um, over the next couple of weeks here, uh, we're just going to continue to push them uh, to play to our standard of football and, and, and let the school board uh, take care of itself. Is the vibe different around campus now? Absolutely. Uh, you know, you, you get one and it's like, yeah, you get one, then you get two. Um, and it's, it's, it's just been, it's just been a, a, a big ball of momentum that's just kind of started rolling slowly. Then it picked up a little bit of speed. Then it picked up a little bit more speed with every win. Uh, so now, you know, it's, it's a culture that you want. The, 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 the expectation is for us to win now. So um, that's, that's, that's very good. Um, you know, as far as, um, that standard being set for this ball club. And then the biggest thing, um, this team is is not accustomed or, or not not accustomed to um, win streak. So last year, we ended the season on like a five, six game win streak. So they understand what it, what it takes to keep the momentum rolling, what it looks like um, with how we prepare. And, um, you know, they've, they've, they've accepted the charge and uh, up to this point, the last couple of weeks, they, they've answered the bell. Toriano Morgan in his third season as the head football coach at Edward Waters joins us here on the program. You mentioned Jiren Russell, HBCU National Player of the Week. I mean, I look at his numbers. He's leading the conference in terms of touchdown passes uh, with 15. He's averaging 277 yards passing uh, per game. Speak to him and what he's really meant to this offense. Uh, well, Jiren has been um... – the, the catalyst to this offense uh, taking off, uh, you know, for the first time uh, since I've been here going in from one season to the next season, we were, we were set and steady on a, a signal caller, which was him. Uh, so I think him going in uh, and understanding that right now it's his job um, to lose. He has to compete. I think that kind of compelled him to um, catapult into a, a, a leadership role. Uh, as far as uh, doing everything the right way and getting these guys to um, buy in uh, to him as, as our quarterback and the leader of offense. Um, now, when the system's taking off, you know, Coach Jenkins has done an amazing job uh, coordinating his offense and tailoring everything to uh, Jiren's unique skill set. Um, he does have a very um, unique skill set in some of the things that he can do. He can beat you with his arms. He can beat you with his legs. Um, he can beat you with his mind, um, and and he's proven in this this last couple of weeks that um, he's needed all three of those elements um, in different points and times to to get the job done. Um, I told him after the game, and I don't mind sharing with you because he he agrees as well. I told him Saturday was probably the ugliest three hundred yard performance that um, I've seen. And he knows at the end of the day, you know, there's opportunities for us to have played better as an offensive unit, as an offensive team. Um, so, yes, we got the win, but we know that there's still work to do. Uh, but his composure at the um, final two plays of the game, 
uh, his ball placement and and believing that uh, this receiving core who has been playing lights out the last three weeks, four weeks for that matter, um, trusting them to go down uh, with the protection that it got up front and and, and coming down making the play. What's the what's the response been like? You you've been building this program. I mentioned third season. You know you had uh, you played, but you had the COVID year. You guys are you know trying to make the transition now finally to the SIAC. What has it been like building this program and 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 getting it now into the SIAC? Where he, I mean, I mean you've got Benedict. Then there's you know four teams that have one loss, and then you're 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 right there with two losses. Yeah, it's 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 been a it's been a, a great experience. Um, you know, our 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 recruiting uh, base of where we're located and where we're where we put our focus allows us uh, year in and year out to uh, be uh, talented and, and even compet- even more competitive every year from a recruiting standpoint because we're right here in that South Georgia, uh, this first coast area which is fertile with football talent. Then we're able to reach down all the way through the state of Florida, down to South Florida, and then as far west as Alabama. So we we, we get a we get a great opportunity to um, recruit. So that's that's been the first that was the first order of business is being able to bring uh, elite, talented student athletes into the program. So from that being the cornerstone of of, of how we're building it, uh, the next component now is is being competitive. I think the difference between year one and now, uh, as I stated earlier, uh, these guys expect to win. And, and I don't, you know, liken this this win or say it's a program-changing win uh, because we don't believe we can win. I'd say it's a program-changing win uh, because, you know, you, you can say that you're talented. You can say anything that you like, but the proof has got to actually be in the pudding. So for us to go out and uh, play a very good ball club uh, like uh, – Tuskegee, who's storied in history, who's very talented, um, and it's, it's going to be right there in the end as well. I just think that was an opportunity for this team to say, this is just not a phase, or we're just not having a good um, week or two here. Uh, this, this team has been playing, been playing some really good football the last couple of weeks, and now it's just up to us to continue to play um, our brand of football, and um, Albany State is um, next on the schedule, so that's where we shift our focus. Toriano Morgan in his third season as the head football coach at Edward Waters joins us here in the program right where I was getting ready to go next. I mean, you know, you, you come out of the win with the win against Albany state. Now you got to go right into, I mean, I'm sorry, the win over Tuskegee right into Albany state. Who's I'm sure not happy, right? Their first loss in SIAC play. They're still in this sort of in this mix uh, to participate in the SIAC championship game. You know your thoughts and some of the challenges that the Golden Rams present. Uh, they're they're a very physical football team. Uh, they're going to be well coached. There's a lot of interesting narratives going into this week um, that are going to that are going to play out off the field. Um, you know some good storylines here and there, but um, as far as their team, um, you know they're very physical. Uh, and and again, the the games that they that they haven't come out um, with the win. Uh, they've been right there, so they don't they don't go away. They uh, play hard. Uh, they play a brand of football that is that is second second to none. And uh, we know coming off from the loss to Allen that they're going to be eager and hungry to come in here and play spoiler for us. So it's not a secret if we know it. So 
we just know now that when they come in, we have to be prepared to, to, to take their best shots coming right out of the gate and give them our best shots coming right out of the gate and then um, continue to play our hard football and come out victorious. You've been around HBCU football pretty much all of your, all of your life. Played at Tennessee State, at Virginia State. You know, of course, now you're at Edward Waters and uh, obviously some other stops um, along the way. Um, for you, how are you growing now in your third season? How are you growing now as a head football coach? Um, as understanding that, um, the good thing is having, having, firstly, I must say this, having a great staff around you and, um, not just saying having a great staff, but having a great staff that you can depend on and, uh, rely on. And, uh, the good thing about them is they're guys that, uh, you know, they want to win best equally. Um, they're great fathers and coaches and, uh, you know, the thumbprint that they put onto these young men as far as not negotiating what uh, we set our vision for our program to be is good. So the growth and, and being able to delegate that a little bit more and being able to um, set a vision and a standard uh, off the field. Firstly, um, I'm a true firm believer that if they are not reaching the, the, the goal set off the field, um, it's 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 a byproduct that is not going to happen on the field. Uh, so holding all those guys uh, accountable and just being able to continue every day uh, for me to grow, to be better, educate myself, um, and find out what makes this team tick and, and move them in the right direction. Toriano Morgan again in his third season as the head football coach at Edward Waters, joining us here on the program. The Tigers are going to be at home taking on. Albany State on Saturday. Coach Morgan, appreciate the time. Continued success to you and the Tigers. Thank you. I appreciate you having us and go Tigers. We hope you enjoy this episode of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. You can watch on our YouTube page on YouTube at HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't forget to get your HBCU football fix on Box to Row with Donald Ware each weekend on a radio station near you and on Sirius XM on the HBCU channel, channel 142, and on ESPNU Radio on Sirius XM, channel 84. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest in HBCU football. And don't forget to tell a friend.